the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. Well, good morning and welcome to First Look. Uh, make sure that you get signed up for our Daily update. The daily update has got uh, Scott's printed headlines in it. It's also got Dave Congleton's schedule of the day and uh, anything else that's important that we come up. A lot of times the things we share are things that uh, James Blattler comes in to talk to us about from Slow City Fire. And he's also the uh, emergency manager for the city of Slow. Good morning, James. How are you? Good morning. I'm, I'm doing great. How are oh, you doing? Good. Today? I'm going to pull that microphone a little bit closer to oh, you. Oh, there, there we go. A little so, bit better. Yeah, either you come in or you can pull yeah, it out okay. too. Either, either one will work. All right. So, so I think what I need to do is get you one of those Sherlock Holmes hats. You know, that's going both ways so that you can have um, Slow City Fire on one side and yeah. then the emergency manager on the other side. When you come in, you'll just flip it around. That's perfect. And and you'll be set to you go. You just have it sitting right here on the desk, and right. I'll put it on right when I come in. And then if you change topics, you just flip the hat around, right. and so I know who I'm talking right. to. Perfect. So today we're doing uh, we're doing more of the emergency side of things, I'm yeah. sure, because the last couple of weeks had to have been pretty nasty out there. Yeah, and you know, I mean, speaking of PIO, uh, public information officer, we're super lucky in the city of San Luis Obispo to have a, a great public communications manager, Whitney Santizi. Want to give her a shout oh, out okay. because she does fantastic work at helping make sure that our community members have the right information at the right time so they can make the right decisions and so she's been working super hard over the past uh you know uh gosh couple weeks now it's a two-week uh i mean mark since we hit the the major storms and um and so i just want to give a shout out on her before so she's we, we move a, into a it. city pio yeah so she works out of the city administration office and so she serves uh really all departments throughout the city my my, my role as pio is more focused on the fire department side emergency right. response preparedness that kind of thing right um but yeah she she services the whole city and when we activated our emergency operations center in the early morning hours of of monday on the 9th uh, she quickly came in and, and filled that role of uh, making sure that we get really critical information out to the community is is there a pio club where you know the the police department and the chp and the fire department and the city and the county everybody just gets together once in a while to have PIO. there actually is oh, a yes, pio yeah. club That's yeah good. so uh, countywide we collaborate really well with um partners both uh you know uh cities the county um you know hospitals special districts uh special departments within cities and ca- in the county um just so that way everybody's working on the same page right. and um it's really important in in you know we we're pretty isolated here in slow county relatively in california and so we, we have learned to work together really well and we benefited off that when uh, things get uh, pretty hairy of, as we've seen in the past few weeks well and it's got to be pretty cool when you know one person might be a little heavier into uh, instagram or facebook and another right. one might be better into press releases and you can share information yeah. and, and teach everybody how to do everything yeah it's a great way to, to learn from one another and to just leverage everybody's strengths and communicate out to the public i don't want to sidetrack yeah. you here because i know we got important stuff to talk we about. we do yeah you know um you know as i mentioned uh whitney and and uh, some of the hard work she's been doing the city as a whole has been working really hard um not only to respond to the impacts of the storm that we had a couple weeks ago um but the work leading into it you know our, our public <laughs> work staff has been working night and day weekends um, basically uh, responding to issues that have popped up from storms uh, really since the beginning part of December when we had that huge rain and wind event that came in and knocked out a bunch of power and things like that. Right. Um, but clearing debris out of the creeks to help make sure, you know, as quickly as possible, those trees and things that are uh, blocking areas that 
prevent the water from flowing to get pulled out. So that way, the next time it rains, we don't see flooding again. Um, but, you know, beyond uh, all the work that's been done, I really wanted to come here and highlight some of the recovery and assistance programs that are available out to our community members. Because, you know, as we are a couple weeks past the event, now's when people are really starting to feel the pain of it. You know, in the early part right. of, of a disaster, um, it's you're in survival mode and you're just trying to get through the you know, next hours or day. And once you get past a week, now, now you're really living with it. And so we really want to make sure that uh, our community members have the information they need uh, to recover and get that that done as soon as possible. So now are you talking FEMA help here or what kind of what kind of help are you talking about? Yeah. So I'm talking FEMA help. I'm talking state uh, Cal OES help. I'm talking city of San Luis Obispo help, county help. And uh, really help is on help is here and, and more help is on the way. And so the first thing I want to do is really stress that if anybody out there has suffered damages or, um, you know, has been impacted by the storm is to apply for assistance. And it would be going to disasterassistance.gov. And that's through FEMA. And that's kicking everything off. You put the application in and that kicks things off. And FEMA will be reaching out back to you after you submit that application. And we'll be working through all the variety of programs out there that are available to you, which can include temporary housing needs, you know, debris removal costs, lodging expenses, reimbursements, rental assistance, repair assistance, replacement assistance. You know, they have a direct housing program. There's childcare, medical, dental care, uh, a a whole bunch of stuff. And I mean, you can get money upwards to $41,000. And these are all for really uninsured losses. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, first always go through your insurance company and see what can be done there. But a lot of times, you know, when it comes to flood, people might not be either fully insured or insured at all. And that's where these programs uh, can really help. Now, uh, how, what kind of levels do they need to be at? Because Michelle and I were talking about it. We had damages with the storm, but ours comparatively were minimal. I, we may wind up with twelve, thirteen hundred dollars worth of carpet and wood flooring damage yeah. when all was said and done. But there are people that lost homes out there. Yeah. There were trees into houses on top of cars. Uh, people a lot worse off. Uh, what does, yeah. does that mean? Who should who should be applying? My Maybe. recommendation is that if you suffer damage and losses financially, is uh, to apply. Whether it's replacing the carpet and having some, you know, uh, having to dry out your house because, uh, you know, even if it like a half an inch of water came in your home, there's still damage. Right. Um, And, you know, that goes all the way up to where you, if you had two feet of mud in your house, um, really FEMA is here to help. They don't, they're, you know, they don't look at you and say, oh, your damage is minor. We had somebody had their home destroyed, so you don't really matter. No, they, they really look at you and understand that you're a survivor, whether it's, you know, a small inconvenience to a major life changing event, they're here to help. And so luckily this week, they're going to be setting up what's called a disaster recovery center, okay. also known as a DRC in the industry, but a disaster recovery center. And it's going to be a one-stop shop where people can come. They can get a help applying to the assistance, learning about the different programs. There's going to be a whole bunch of different uh, agencies out there from the state. So you can have DMV, Department of Insurance to help you work through potential insurance issues, social services, some uh, mental health services. FEMA will be there. The Small Business Administration will be there. Um, you know, speaking of uh, the SBA, Small Business Administration, with this disaster comes a bunch of low-interest, long-term yields that are available to Ooh. our business community, homeowners, and even renters in I some hadn't cases. I thought about so, that. The floods, um, the floods didn't just hurt homeowners. Right, there were right. businesses that got taken out. Yeah, and so, I mean, I know I'm 
throwing a ton out at you, but really the the long story short is that there are a ton of programs out there available, but you have to go out and apply for it and seek it. And so uh, the worst that can come from it is them tell you, hey, you don't qualify. Um, it doesn't take a whole lot to apply. So once again, it's disasterassistance.gov. Uh, there's also a phone number that I've heard is very helpful as well that can be called, which is 1-800-621-FEMA, which is 3362, 1-800-621-FEMA. Okay. Now, and, and we've still got plenty of time. We're, we've got about, about six minutes left here. Perfect. So you were talking about them setting up shops. So mm-hmm. is that going to be a workshop type thing that people go to, or is it going to be a place that you can go 8 to 5, Monday through Friday? Yeah, so it's going to be like an 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, and this is what FEMA does. They have learned, uh, unfortunately, through disaster after disaster throughout the United States and in territories that these disaster recovery centers have been really helpful and instrumental. So every county is getting that is part of this disaster declaration is getting at least one. Typically, it is one. Um, I understand because of access issues. I think Santa Cruz might have a few up there, uh, but they've learned it's a really great way to help people work through the process. Okay, and so um, it, we're hoping early this week. Uh, the word hasn't been uh, shared out quite yet, but I know FEMA has been working really close closely with our partners at the County Office of Emergency Services, who, speaking of hard work, uh, that crew right there has been working around the clock to help not only the county, uh, but all the different agencies and special districts in our county to help us, uh, you know, work through these issues. And they're our our go-to point of contact when dealing with these things. Like if we need something from the state, we go to the county for help. So you can imagine how busy they are when we're so overwhelmed as a county, everybody's going to, you know, the city. So Arroyo Grande, uh, you know, Los Osos is a, is a district out there. Everybody's right. going to the county say, hey, we need this. And, and they're there to help us get through it. Now, when you talk about this center that's going to, the FEMA is going to open, mm-hmm. is this something that if you're, uh, I, my first thought when you talked about it is it's perfect for people. And we have quite a few that listen to the radio station here that are not internet savvy and mm-hmm. are not, if you are internet savvy though, are you okay just taking, going to the website? You taking, are. You don't need to go to these centers. Okay. They're there as a resource. You can just go online and apply. Uh, I, they, from what I understand, they also have an app. FEMA has an app that you can apply and upload documents do. and photos. <laughs> and um, and so there, there are ways to do that. You don't have to go to it. But from what I've heard, there are great ways to get um, resources. You know, you might have damage to your property where you need permitting. So if you're the county, I know that they're going to have some of their... Um, uh, you know, those building officials that are going to be there as a city we will have a presence there. We might not be there at every hour of staff, but we'll have the information there for people that stop by on how to, to get help. And speaking of building and permits, I know the city's exploring adding extended hours uh, for our business and homeowners to if they need to get a permit to repair damage that they can come get some assistance. And, you know, maybe they can't make it from uh, eight to five every day. So um, at least I think one night a week and, and through the month of February, we're going to have extended hours available to people. Oh, OK. So there's there's going to be plenty of chances for them to uh, to get signed that's up. That's right. And, that's right. And I'm sorry, I was I was thinking of something else yeah. where you're talking about it, too. Uh, is Do we have locations yet? Do we have hard addresses? So we don't have the hard address yet for the Disaster Recovery Center. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I've heard uh, uh, that it might be in San Luis Obispo. 
um, just because it's more centrally located. Um, we have a lot of county services here as well, uh, but I don't think they've landed on exact location or time that they're opening, but it's it's very likely going to be earlier this week. So okay. I'm sure today there's going to be a lot of news that come out, but because we're in the early morning hours of a Monday, uh, we just haven't we haven't officially heard yet. Got it. Can you uh, can you give us a call back during the week, even if it's just a quick uh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey Andy, it's James. Here we go, and this is where it's going to be, and then we, that way we can pass it on to everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So and uh, you know before before we wrap up time, I, I do want to make sure. Um, that we hit on, you know, I, I always am here talking about preparedness. Right. And, um, we, you know, we've got sunny skies. We've had a great break in the weather, but, you know, it's still towards the end of January. And the National Weather Service Climate Prediction Center, you know, is is forecasting over, you know, between the next, uh, you know, six days to four weeks that we might be a little bit more wet than normal conditions no, still. No, just, so I don't want to hear it. I know that. you don't <laughs> want to hear it. And, you know, we might not see what we saw recently because that was a pretty historic event. It, it was. And so, um, you know, hopefully we don't see anything like that for a very long time. Um, you know, uh, hopefully not, at least for the next 15 to 25 years, which is kind of typical on how that kind of event can come through. Um, but we really want to stress to be prepared. During those hours on Monday and Tuesday, sandbags ran out quick they from did. the people that sold it. So um, it's a great idea to stock up on those sandbags now when the when it's sunny out and, yep. and the stores are stocked with them. Um, so on our website at slowcity.org slash prepare, we've got uh, great information on where to buy sandbags and where you can fill them. Oh, okay. So, I really recommend, you know, whenever we have a storm event, the city's going to stock up that sand at different locations in the city, you know, from uh, the Laguna Lake Golf Course to the Santa Rosa Park parking lot, our courtyard at 25 Prado, Sinsheimer Park. Wow, you have um, a lot of locations. Yeah, and so that way people have a, available spots to go fill those sandbags, but you need the sandbags to fill. Right. And so we really recommend stocking up on those now, so that way when you really need them, you don't go to the store and they say, hey, I, we're all out. And they're not expensive. You they're know, not. They, they run, I think I got mine for 55 cents a piece. Right, they're uh, not. So I, I, already, I already have a stack of 50 ready for the next exactly, storm. Sure exactly, exactly. Sure, we need to fill them. All right, well, that's, that is going to about wrap up our time here today. So uh, we got just a little bit of time left. Do you have any of this information, like in a PDF form or something, that we can put on the update? So I would recommend everybody go to slowcity.org slash recover. Okay. And so we have all that information there. And uh, I, I couldn't help but also uh, um, giving props to the county's website, recoverslow.org. Okay. If you put those two websites up, you know, uh, slowcity.org slash recover is more specific to slow, but the other uh, services the whole county, and we really recommend you share that with your All listeners. Right. James Blattler in our uh, San Luis Obispo City Emergency Manager. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.